Goes, okay, we're live. Go. Three, two, one. Welcome to another video. I'm your host, Chris Hampton of WolfClanMedia.org. I'm here with a very special guest, William Ramsey of William Ramsey Investigates. And today we're going to talk about uh, Johnny Depp, uh, among many other things. And um, um, with that, uh, let me just see. How are you doing, William? Are you there? I'm doing great. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be with you again. Yeah, it's great to be with you. And a lot of listeners here will will know who you are. Uh, we last spoke, I think it was last year for the uh, for the 20th anniversary of 9-11, actually. And uh, we spoke about your book. But for those who don't know, will you just give a brief background um, and especially pertaining to uh, today's conversation? Yeah, I uh, kind of got interested in talking about the occult and writing about the occult in 2010. So that was the first book. If people are watching this on YouTube, they can see your website, wolfclanmedia.org. And you can see excellent interviews with some other guys, uh, Hall as well, and the pseudo pandemic with Eon Davis, I think. But people need to check that out. Anyway, I got started looking into the occult back then. Maybe people weren't talking about maybe occult influences on culture and events as much. So I was like, hey, you, there's some stuff here. So that led to my first book that was Prophet of Evil and talks a lot about Aleister Crowley and then led me to my second book, which was, I was actually writing the, my what turned out to be my third book, which is Children of the Beast. But as I was doing that in 2012, I came across a clip of somebody on in a, in a courtroom and it was uh, Damien Eccles being talked to by the prosecutor. I believe his name was Price and Aleister Crowley popped up. So it was really fresh in my mind, this whole Aleister Crowley research that I had done. I said, you know, I was researching Children of the Beast, which was Aleister Crowley's fluence influence upon politics and culture. So I was like, well, what's this story about? And I had remembered seeing a documentary called Paradise Lost back in the 90s. And so this was a clip from that. But now that clearly was fresh in my mind, I started researching that. And it had just happened. I think it was August 2011th was when the West Memphis Three got out of jail, supposedly on a technicality. I thought it was a technicality. I figured they just got out for, because uh, there was something wrong with the original case, which didn't ha turn out to be the situation once I started reading it. And mm -hmm. so I really started looking into the West Memphis Three. Fortunately, all the documents were available on a website called Callahan AK. So that led to my second book, which is Abomination. And that kind of ties in with what you wanted me to talk about. It's the tie-in between Depp, who's all over the news right now, Eccles, mm -hmm. and Aleister Crowley. And there is a really a strong tie. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know all these characters. The weird thing about the West Memphis Three is they're surrounded by all of these celebrity or considered celebrity supporters. They had immense amounts of support to get out, to get to the point where they got out of jail in August 2011. Peter Jackson, who did The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings films, uh, was a supporter. Johnny Depp, Marilyn Manson. Margaret Cho, Dixie Chicks was weird. Like, why are they involved in this? Mm. Um, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, um, Henry Rollins. So all of these figures, why are they supporting publicly saying that this guy was, uh, you know, found guilty of a crime he didn't commit? So it's very curious as to why. And I didn't really know these characters very well. I didn't know the background of some of them. <laughs> well, once you start researching the background, you see that their their ideological outlook is a way to put it is very uh i think consistent with the way that damien eccles outlook is and when you research really do the research if you're an honest researcher you can even just look at what he's done since he's gotten out of jail in 2011 mm. Mm. tons of occult 
So he just put out another book about the occult within the last year, I think. Yeah. And he talks about angel magic. And you can look at his, you can look at his social media. He's very open about it. He's teaching magic, like magic with a K, right? Yeah. And so, so if you want, and I, once I started looking through his social media after he got out, it just was references to Crowley and a lot of really kind of esoteric knowledge that I thought was not very commonly known stuff that I had learned while studying Crowley. Like he knew stuff about Marjorie Cameron, who was Jack Parsons, uh, Scarlet Woman, which, you know, I, I think that esoterica wasn't as commonly known maybe as it is now through podcasts. Like there's a research community knows about this stuff, yeah. but Eccles knew about it too. Mm. So which comes from, very true. Yeah. And he said, Eccles said on in court in, and you can see this, this video out there. They asked him, do you know anything about the occult? He says, I know everything about the occult when he was 18. Like he mm. was basically saying he was an encyclopedia about the occult at a very early age. And it was interesting too, the video that I was mentioning that kind of got me interested in really looking at the West Memphis three case. There's a copy of Crowley's magic and theory and practice on the desk as is a photocopy. So you can see that visual reference in the documentary. So it's pretty remarkable as somebody who has really, I mean, I, I know a lot about Crowley. I've, I've yeah. some people have called me a foremost scholar of Crowley. Yeah. Uh, who's, I actually who, refer to you as one of Crowley's autobiographers. I mean, because there's, there is an autobiographer you and you've got like Kenneth Copeland and, you know, um, but these people are going to, you know, put Crowley up on a pedestal and, and we kind of need the other Mike, side of that. Michael Sarian, Tobias Churton, um, mm. some of these other people who talk about Crowley, maybe uh, some of these other names, but yeah, I was definitely a, I'm definitely a critic. Like I call it prophet of evil because I believe Crowley's evil. So mm. I think I'm making a moral judgment right there in the title. And yeah. I've, I've been pretty, in my earlier uh, interviews, which you can see on my podcast, almost all of them are on Christian channels. Like I'm yeah, pretty, I've never changed my statement of faith or outlook. So I was doing yeah. very underground, uh, small interviews 10 years ago. And you can see all those. I, I think I've, I've recorded that. We've talked about that before about yeah. the other one, the most dangerous book in the world, which is the in my opinion, the satanic version of the 9-11 story. So mm -hmm. if people think that they're promoting that, they need to go back and go through kind of a brutal, re in my opinion, go through a brutal reevaluation of why. Yeah, there's a whole that. spiritual side to the truth uh, movement that, and that, and that's definitely part of it. I've, I've, I've made that point in my last documentary, and just uh, that clip that you were re referencing is that a from the documentary Paradise Lost? I believe so. Yeah, it was either an outtake or in the, one of them. There were. It turned out to be a trilogy, right? Right. Yeah. Paradise Lost one, yeah. two, and three. So explain for people that don't know, uh, because for me, I, I actually watched all three of those films and I fell right into it. And it wasn't until stumbling upon some of your work and going back and noticing that they mentioned Crowley in the film and kind of brushed it off. And then um, it was what really what really struck me was seeing the book you just mentioned, High Magic, put out by Damien Eccles. And um, this guy was on death row for a, um, you know, a horrible thing. And um and you, you know you can dive into it if you want there, but I, I I basically was fooled by all three of those films, all three of them. Well, I mean, I was I thought I looked at through the media lens that was put out. So when I heard they got out, I just said, "Oh, there must be something wrong with the case." I didn't even think about it, so I didn't really know. I was able to get the insights by prior researchers who looked into it, and like there was a very small community, a super majority of people like these guys were innocent. It was railroaded. It was fundamentalist Christians in a Southern hillbilly, mm. KKK, jury judge, 
who yeah. railroaded. it. That was the cover story. But if you look at the evidence and how it rolled out, there's a the real, in my opinion, the real story is a much more complex mm -hmm. and much more difficult thing. But yeah, the three documentaries, it's hard to believe that it's very hard to believe that HBO would green light three documentaries. I thought the first documentary was actually kind of obvious, like it was straightforward, but the second and third were very, in my opinion, very deceptive. These are all my opinions. But the mm -hmm. second one made John Park Byers, the stepfather, the guilty one. And there's literally Baldwin and Eccles are saying, you could go back and watch this because it's this time, time stamped, in fact, which they say, I'm 100% certain John Mark Byers is the one who did it. Yeah. Right. So that's the second one. The third one, they then changed. it goes to, right. They change it. Yeah. They change it. And that should tell for somebody with a critically thinking brain. Yes. That should say a lot to you is why. Then they both kind of, oh, I don't know who it is, but there's this one guy who's stepped, one guy whose uh, DNA is mm -hmm. found at the scene. Well, it's not never conclusively proved it's his DNA. Yeah. I was very went, skeptical. I watched the third one and I go, what, what's going on here? And, and then I started questioning things, you know, uh, prior experience, like, you know, the, you know, a lot of videos that get this high production, you wonder, well, why, what's the, what's the motive behind that? That, like you said, why would HBO come out and do this three times? And then you see him getting released and, and, and out with Johnny Depp and, and getting matching tattoos and, and doing satanic hand symbols. And then you think back to the first film, like you said, oh, and you start remembering, uh, oh, there was obvious, they pointed out all the Aleister Crowley stuff in his bedroom. And and they actually talked about that for like five or ten minutes. And uh, yeah, I think that the the um the what what it was is what that video was is after after Eccles was his real name is Michael Hutchison. After Damien Eccles was arrested, he was in jail, kind of writing in a secret alphabet. He was scribbling and making kind of like the lettering, the English lettering to a magical lettering. And in that, it said Aleister Crowley in English and then in this magical lettering, Jason Baldwin. So they're asking about him, asking him about it. So I think the prosecutor says, do you know a guy by the name of, in a kind of Southern world, do you know a guy by the name of Aleister Crowley? Or he doesn't even pronounce it right. But you can tell he's trying to get at something. And the fact that Eccles is into alternative yeah. theology is one way to put it. Um, yeah. So and we don't know how that was edited either. I mean, who knows how much else was said uh, that oh, wasn't included. Excellent point. There's there's probably outtakes of all those films, which might be very telling. And it actually kind of ties in because Berlinger is all over Netflix now. He's yeah. all over. Uh, he mo he made this movie that made Ten Bundy look kind of like uh, an underground hero. And it was called, I forgot, Forever Evil or Un Undeniably Evil or something like that. And apparently... My sources keep telling me that Netflix was really angry with him for making that movie. They considered it a huge mm. mistake. Interesting. But he, yeah, yeah so Berlinger's all around. And then this actually ties into another case of this guy. I mean, we can go, Berlinger's a whole nother story. But mm. this other guy, Stephen Donziger, who was an attorney, the judge said without the outtakes of the documentary that Berlinger made about Donziger, he never would have understood the totality of what was happening in the case. So, it was those outtakes that influenced this attorney who's been disbarred now and I think was under house arrest for a while right. um, for a huge case. It was a huge uh, multi-billion dollar so-called settlement out of uh, South America. But that's a whole nother story. But it involved Berlinger. So Berlinger has been all around. He did a documentary on Whitey Bulger. He's done all kinds of shows. But it's interesting. I do think that a lot of the reason they do a trilogy, even just in this instance or in Hollywood, is it's just a, you make money. Yeah. A documentary yeah, 
It's yeah, the first one did so well. Why not do two more? Right. Um, but like <clears> the <throat> said, they totally just twisted it. It went from one thing to another, and then the next movie to another. It's like the budget kept getting bigger. And and what really gets me is, like you said, now we're looking at Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp in this televised trial that has been going on for weeks that just won't get off of my YouTube feed um, for the life of me. It's my like, social uh, media feed. It's all yeah. over my social media, Twitter, YouTube. Right. Facebook, and now I'm starting to see, you know, this thug life memes of johnny depp and and how johnny depp reacts and and how and even joe rogan's podcast going off about how he's had to put up with this horrible evil woman and she's so evil and 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 it just made me i just want to talk about you know johnny depp and who he really is i mean hunter thompson i think you have a clip on your youtube uh where you where he's being interviewed and they're asked uh, he's asked to explain to the uninitiated who hunter thompson is right right Right. So there's a lot. So that's really Hunter Thompson has a very sketchy background. He was mentioned in the Franklin scandal. Can't remember the author, but he was in the Colorado rights. But he was, a, I mean, a pretty dark character. And there's kind of like an infamous clip of him acting really strange a lot, all the time, actually, actually, actually yeah. pretty damn strange, but with yeah. David Letterman. And mm -hmm. uh, so he's made some weird statements he wrote in one of his articles about satanists you know abducting people and things like that that was mm -hmm. one of his and he's always hunter thompson was always involved in the darker stuff right kinds of journalism but he had friends in hollywood and one of those early friends was Depp. and when thompson supposedly killed himself or died his ashes were Depp spent a million dollars to blow his ashes into the sky hunter s thompson's ashes into the sky and so that's kind of like the, the beginning of kind of De Depp's strangeness. He was in, he was there at the night that River Phoenix died at the Viper Room from an overdose. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was he had uh, he according to my understanding, River Phoenix had five times the amount of lethal uh, five times the amount of the dose that would be lethal of both um, opium or opiates and meth. So he had a very hot dose. So that's very suspicious about his death, about how he died. Nobody would want to take that high of a dose. They wouldn't even get high. It would just become poison. Wow. So he was there. His Depp's business manager is missing. I can't remember his name right now. But that kind of folds into, and if you look at the arc of Depp's career, it's, an, it's a line of occult Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And there's very strange. So he is working with uh, What's Tim. Ninth Gate. Uh, yeah, so Ninth Gate's one. But Edward Scissorhand is Tim Burton, right? And there's okay. pictures of Burton with really a Crowley henchman, one of the arch occultists of all time of the modern era, which is Kenneth Anger. So Tim mm -hmm. Burton, he's, the, the, Depp is really not like more than two degrees of separation from some very dark characters. Anger, you can trace Anger through Kinsey, uh, Rolling Stones, Zeppelin, Manson, through uh, Bobby Boozley, incredible steps, and all the way to Burton to Depp. This is so uh, can... Kenneth Anger? Correct. He has the uh, tattoo Lucifer on his chest, right? Correct. He does. No, that's very interesting. There's actually, he has two tattoos. He has two additional tattoos on his arms. He considers himself a warlock, but this is very important because one of them is Crowley's Mark of the Beast. It's a specific design made by Crowley, which encapsulates all of the uh, astrological signs into one tattoo. And mm -hmm. so Crowley marked that mark of the beast on the chest of his scarlet women. He branded it into mm -hmm. their chest. 
So wow. he had a hot brand like you would brand a cow. Mm -hmm. He did that to his scarlet women. Crowley did. So, and, but Anger has that exact same tattoo, a tattoo on one of his arms and then on Anger's other arm. And you can see this in, I think it's uh, Invocation from My Demon Brother, which is Anger's book. His other one is another one that is a circle with the sigil in the middle of it. And on the outer ring is the Theban alphabet. That design is the exact same design that Eccles has, that he has shared with, and Depp has that same occult design tattoo on his chest. So I think so he got it through. Those weird looking magic letters, right? Right. So the Theban alphabet. So back in ancient Greece, the Thebans was like the era of magic. So it's always kind of been known in classical history as this, you know, uh, ancient Greece was broke up on like city states. And the mm -hmm. Thebes was this one where they had their special alphabet. It it's a simple translation between English and Theban alphabet. So all you have to, it's just like what Eccles was doing when he got caught writing about Crowley mm -hmm. after he was arrested in 1993 or 94. Mm -hmm. So, but that this is interesting because it ties through. So Depp to Burton to Anger mm -hmm. to the design. And then all these guys have it. And I can pull all this stuff up. Like I have all of depths. And again, we're talking about Damien Eccles, a, a person who wasn't famous. Uh, he was a kid who basically, I mean, it was a satanic ritual murder that they committed on a young child in the woods, right? Well, that's, I mean, the only people who really know what happened there was with somebody that was there. But we know that it was extremely graphic, that mm -hmm. one of the kids bled out after his genitals were removed. Mm -hmm. And that two were tied in a very strange way from their wrists to their ankles, like a hog tie, like almost an alternate yeah. hog tie, and then drowned. Yeah. So they're drowned in water. It's kind of like a strange, and this ties into the really end of the end. It's something that goes out in the deep occult, which I can't figure out is why they drowned the sacrifice victims. But at the yeah. very end of uh, Lucifer Rising uh, in Anger's book, uh -huh. I mean, Anger's movie, he takes these human statuettes and drowns them in water. You can watch this. End of Lucifer Rising. Then the aliens show up or the okay. demons show up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, well, yeah, that's a whole other show. Yeah. I've talked to Charles Upton whether aliens are demons. But Upton mm -hmm. says that the exact same, same experience that people have with what we call aliens are, are go back to demonology. They're almost oh, yeah. the same thing. Oh, yeah, we could have a whole, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's trickery. There are people who experience it or terrified. These I've even all... heard from the MUFON whistleblowers the uh, calling out to Jesus to be able to stop an abduction. And uh, actually from my own research, when I, because uh, I had some sleep paralysis problems that um, have kind of started to go away now, but uh, for a while I had really horrible sleep paralysis and I was looking into that and I found a spiritual website that said same thing, you know, calling out to Jesus to stop sleep paralysis. And those testimonies were pretty convincing. So, you know, it's very interesting how all that ties in uh, ufology and, and religious, but I, I kind of am very careful with it because we have things like the history channel, you know, and um, ancient aliens who love to just tell you everything you read in the Bible was, you know, UFOs and, and then you have vice versa. So on the other side so i'm always kind of you know oh there we go that's the uh so they have two matching tattoos so that style right they have so that's one so that's the theban i'm going to try to see if i can find anger's tattoo that's exactly like this it's in my in my research but so that's depth with the one on his right mm. chest Eccles left chest and then they went and got matching tattoos from the i ching 
And this was this guy's a famous tattoo artist. I forgot he has like a Irish last name. I can't remember his name. He was actually in. I I was like, hey, that's the guy who tattooed Eccles and and uh, uh, Depp together because I saw him on a video. With he looks familiar. Lana Del Rey called West Coast. Have you ever seen the movie? Oh, movie? okay, yeah, yeah, yep. So it's a song West Coast, which is actually filmed close, to, very close to where I live. Yeah, Lana but, Del Rey. Yep, Lana Del Rey. Lana, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he, this guy's in the video, so like, he's tattooed a lot of celebrities. I wish, I wish mm -hmm. I could remember his name. I knew because anyway, so I saw that photo recently, and I knew I'd, I'd seen his face somewhere. But uh, what is that symbol? Do you know what that symbol is? There, it's. It's something called spirit over air, and somebody likened it to, like, uh, the idea of Lord of the Air, where they okay. call, um, in the Bible, it calls Satan like the Lord of the Air. That's what Awas means is the Lord of the Air. It so somebody like said that it has Crowley right underneath that. that. Right. This is when this is when Eccles got out, just got out, so he's not as tattoos as he is today. Yeah, yeah. And and today he has those letters on him and and like uh in the in the photograph I saw he had that high magic book you spoke about spelling magic with the CK just like Crowley. And it said uh how the magic saved him on death row, which made me just uh like what he used magic to uh to get away with ritual murder. It's pretty fascinating because I think he said Eccles has said like usually when you win a court case you you say the law and the courts were on my side. Like I had the law on my side. I wasn't worried about going to court. Some, that's what some people say. What mm. does Eckhold say when he got out? It was, I got out due to magic, magic, magic. Yeah. Magic. So and he didn't say, he, didn't say he had the facts and the law on his side. He said, yeah. I got out for magic, magic, magic. So that's interesting. Yeah. So these are those two. The law. I mean, that probably could have been a reference to Crowley anyway. <laughs> Right. I mean, um, you know, Crowley's uh, a lot of people don't you know, that's what really bothers me about people who even do look into Crowley. They don't actually understand that Crowley wasn't just, you know, a Satanist who, you know, did it for fun. He absolutely wanted all of this to be implemented into policy. And we've talked about how that that did happen with you know, and, the and, and politics, the policy and politics. Yeah, this is interesting. Somebody sent me this. This was Damien Eccles defending Depp. And Eccles says, you know zero about this situation. Absolutely nothing. If you don't like what I have to say about something I've witnessed for years, then well. Oh, so wow. He's so he's yeah, commenting on... <laughs> this exact same case. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's that was my point to reaching out to you is like people need to remember who Johnny Depp is before they um, try to defend the guy in this uh, in this trial, which is probably just a mass distraction for something else anyway. Right. There could be all kinds of stuff. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, I have this one little, but they, we didn't even talk about ninth gate. I've done a full ninth gate analysis with Sean McCann. Oh, have you? So, I, yeah. So people can check that out on YouTube or they can just listen to it, but it's super dark. I mean, it's yeah, that it's film super, confused me. I didn't understand one bit of that film when I first saw it. It takes a while to figure it out, but it's like a tracing board of occultism. And he's on a satanic journey. The character, yeah. um, Corso, who Depp plays, is really on a satanic journey to satanic supremacy, really, or something. So he gets to walk through the ninth gate. The ninth gate is like kind of some kind of the highest level of satanic consciousness or something. But the very end, if you remember. Yeah, he sets himself on fire or something. Um, well, the, he sets, he's working for this guy, Boris Balkan, right? Which is a five and a six, right? So they they have like the elevens and all that stuff. 
but Corso has this demonic kind of creature who's following him around all the time. This woman who appears at weird places. And Lucifer for Satanists is also female too. Female. That's kind of the trick. Yeah. But he at the very end, they in that they have intercourse, mm -hmm. and it's a direct, in my opinion, from what I can tell, it's a direct play out of Crowley's uh the Scarlet Woman and the Beast conjoined ritual, which is uh, like a reenact. So Crowley was the beast, and then the, the Scarlet Woman is who's well, and they're engaged in a kind of a magical practice. Yeah, it goes back to sex magic, but basically, he's uh, not to get too graphic, but Depp is being ridden by the Scarlet Woman. Therefore, he's the beast. It's symbolically played out. So you can just go, uh, you can go online and watch the, and then he walks into the ninth gate. So it's the completion of the film. I wonder so how that a, plays into the trial with Amber Heard. That's kind of interesting. I mean, I bet there's more. I mean, hmm. Do you probably, know about the uh, CBS television show about Parsons called Strange Angel? Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, yeah they reference that. Uh, they reference that ritual that you just spoke of, the, and a lot of sex right? magic in that show, actually, a lot. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's written. You can actually type in. The Scarlet Woman and the Beast Conjoined. I think that's the name of what Crowley wrote it. So you can just go read his ritual. You can just yeah. go read it. Yeah, it's dark. I think it's in Magic and Theory and Practice. So yeah. which ties back into what was on the desk of the prosecutor at the West Memphis Three Trial. And one of the things that's very strange about this is no, when I wrote um, my book in 2012, nobody talked about the occult elements. Like they're so overt because Eccles was like being visited by this demon spirit rosie who mm. licked his hand and took him on night journeys like on a horse and like it's they're off the charts wow. what he's writing about he's writing about i'm the end of the world i'm gonna be the beast i mean his wow his, uh, and so yeah, you uh, you dive into that in your book what's your book absolutely. Uh, abomination, yeah, sure. abomination yeah. devil worship and deception in the west memphis three murders right yeah, yeah. and there's some occult uh i mean right there the west West Memphis, that's uh, ancient Egypt, right? So um, there's probably so many occult things in, in, in that whole case. Well, in Memphis, they have the huge pyramid right on the side of the Mississippi. And the guy who built that pyramid is an occultist. So, right. the, you know, there's weird elements about that. Even the topography and, uh, of that. Ultimate Johnny story. Depp, I mean, I mean, like you said, we could go on for days about, I mean, hands, hands you know, hand over the oh. eye, the sh you know all the symbols it doesn't oh, all i have i have a file on him i'll bring it up let's see <laughs> i'll go back i mean you can just go through i mean there's just so many so many of his things so he was grindelwald too if you remember yeah like he was grindelwald so he's the arch enemy the evil enemy in harry potter here if he I'm is at mistaken, he's also credited with adrenochrome like uh him and hunter thompson right, because yeah, it was the first so. time it was mentioned right yes that's my understanding yeah. So here he's doing the kind of eye in the triangle hand gesture. This guy oh, has wow. tons of hand gestures all the time, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. Um, I wish the cover of, oh, remember From Hell? Dude, Depp has done almost every oh, occult film right. you can imagine. From Hell, Ninth Gate. Oh, From Hell, oh, man. I, I yeah. saw that before I uh, before I studied the occult. I'd have to rewatch that now. I saw yeah. that um, back when I was younger. That's a... That's a creepy, weird. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, it gets really dark. I mean, I uh, I'll tell you some stuff offline that you are truly unbelievable. But uh, dark shadows, transcendence, 
That's right. right. And and uh, this one was um, Dark Shadows was put out on May 11th, so it has that number of magic. You know, these are all very yeah. important. Transcendence, I think, was out on the 11th. Oh no, Transcendence is very. Uh, that's the whole transhuman agenda, right? And correct, very weird uploading consciousness and stuff like that. Right, the techno god. He becomes kind of a techno god. Oh, that's right. He's everywhere. Uh, here's where here's where it gets really. This is. Sometimes you they cannot be these things, these numbers and numerology cannot be by mistake because Transcendence was a film that was done where Depp becomes kind of a god. He's brought up in this case because he's in that movie with Paul Bettany, who seems to be this guy brought up in this case, heard in Depp because Bettany was his friend or something. Transcendence, you want to guess the date that Transcendence came out? May 11th. It, no. April 18th, so right, so it's 418, and you can bring up Crowley's tracing board or something like that. Crowley's, you know, he had all these numbers that were based upon Gematria, right? But Crowley's Crowley's number for global transformation, ge geometric number, was 418. For and then that move, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Let me see if I can wow. find his tracing board. Yeah, so you'll see actually in his, I think it's, um. I'll find it. Yeah, I'll I don't remember this. the uh, 418 reference at all. I'll find it for you. Um, yeah, that's it's re it's really esoteric. It's super just like 175 in 911. It's yeah. super esoteric. But once yeah, you kind of uh, you adore, you know. I love that's where I really like you as a researcher is the 175. I knew that there was uh, occult significance. I like felt it because I was digging in so deep, but nobody references it. Um, it really it's it you it's know it's not people, believable it's yeah not the believable. 11 is easy and the 93 is extremely obvious right and the 77 being a multiple of 11 but with 175 and invocation i mean google that you're not going to get any results you might get william ramsey investigates on the 10th google page but <laughs> all right so crowley meets this guy when he starts the aa he was captain jfc fuller he's one of only two english uh, invited to hitler's birthday Wow. They were friends and lifelong friends. They were in correspondence. Fuller never kind of gave up his occultism. It was very strange. But Fuller actually influenced kind of German military policy, tank battles and stuff like that, land, war. So he wrote this with Crowley. This is about Crowley, Star in the West. And you can see this is the layman, right, the circle. And you see the A in Alpha and Omega. So that's the beginning and end. So it's kind of like a biblical play, right? But wow. Alpha and Omega is referenced in relation to Jesus Christ. The VVV is also referenced in V for Victory. It's the triple Vs. I forgot, I can't remember what he says. You know, the, the Vs are also a, a Templar, the Knights Templar symbol oh, wow. also goes back to, you know, the ancient Templars, uh, those Vs as well. I can't so remember what the character, yeah, I can't remember what the, I can't remember what the character in um, V for Vendetta says, but VVV is brought up in there. It's Latin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he brings it up right when he meets Natalie Portman's character. He takes her and cooks yeah. that egg for her. But he mentions this whole—I forgot what it was. I can't remember. But here's the six 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 four eighteen. So he's got the number of the beast and then the number for global illumination, which ties into your statement that really wanted to really influence policy. And uh, then you see the um, the flower on the cross, right? The upside down cross. So it's yeah. all there. You can read this book. It's that upside down cross is incorporated in the ninth gate Johnny Depp film, as a matter of fact, isn't it? It's uh, it's yeah, 
And also, yeah, the gate, the T in the gate is an upside down cross. And I think that kind of looks like the sword that Crowley's holding holding in that photograph um, that you have in, in your books. It's a ritual. It can be used in a ritual, right? So you, the rituals have a sword, mm. a chalice. They're, mm. You know, they're standard kind of uh, items that you have. Right. But yeah, depth. Yeah, all of depth's stuff is totally occult, man. Yeah, totally like you occult. said, it's almost like his whole movie career has been some kind of weird occult stepping ladder right and uh what was the other one the sleepy hollow is oh, weird yeah i mean they just go through and look at them all wow what was the one there's one where he's holding i put it up on my website where he's holding his chest oh it's dark secret dark yeah dark secrets is it and dark secrets or is that an animated one oh, dark. Dark no shadow? but um yeah, it was you're right, man. I never really realized how dark almost all of his movies really are. They really, they've all got some dark I mean, shadows. Dark shadows. Dark shadows. That's yeah. That's the one. Okay, so people who say that these guys are not exposing occult ideas to you, this is on. This is the this is the poster for the movie. This is a poster for Dark Shadows. So that's Depp making I the the hand sign, the hand gesture for I'm initiated. Yeah, he's telling the people that he's initiated. But the people who aren't initiated, wow. they don't know what he's saying. And Crowley himself said, Satan is the Lord of initiation. That was like one of his famous kind of statements is like, I'm telling you, Awas is Lucifer, uh, the Lord of initiation, the one who makes gods out of men. These are all like Luciferian principles. So he's saying really? this right well, now. Would you say that, that Crowley believed in Christianity then? To, he did believe in it? I just, think that he believed that Christianity was true. He was just an enemy of it all the way wow. to the end. Yeah, I think that wow. he he probably he just said he went to the other side. And that yeah, actually, there's a kind of a famous statement that I put in Prophet of Evil where he said, "I have no problems with any of their assert assertion." I can't remember verbatim. I don't have any problem with their assertions. I just went to this route. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't discount. Although, if you look at um, the world's with the world's tragedy, which is Crowley's kind of play that uh, attacks Christ and Christianity, mm -hmm. um, he he, it was the most brutal yeah, stuff. Like that, that's why, I, yeah. yeah, that's why I ask because I've he's always a product heard. of a rape. Like there's mm -hmm. the old story that Mary wasn't a virgin birth; that she was raped by a Roman soldier. So he includes mm -hmm. that in there in the world's tragedy. Pretty bad stuff. Child, I mean, there's another theme of child sacrifice in the world's tragedy. Yeah, and character. that's and that's the that's the whole thing here. You know, Johnny Depp is a supporter of that. <laughs> I mean, in 2010, I, I remember the headlines. You know, there was a um, there was a what was it a Telegraph headline? Uh, Johnny Depp uh, supports men convicted of satanic ritual murder. I mean. Those those headlines were all over 2010, 2011, I think. Wow. Right. So let me see. I can see. So Crowley in magical art. So remember that hand gesture. So watch this. You can just see Crowley doing it. So this is Crowley making. This is the horns of Pan, right? Right. But let's see if I can get him. This is it. See that same hand gesture? Yep. Just like it's the, the dark shadows. Sorry. Yeah. So he's doing the same thing. Just like the uh, Dark Shadows uh, poster there. Right. Yep. So he's in with the cross, with the cross theme. And um, there's that sword. It's the sword. There's the uh, wand, sword, book. I think that's a chalice. Book of the law. And, and I got to say, man, just 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 because he kind of looks like Damien Eccles. I mean, Damien Eccles almost looks like he could be a, 
Oh, wow. That, that one, that's a pretty high resolution. I haven't seen that one. That high. Yeah, it really is. So he, this is the magical star with the eye of Horus in there. He's making the sign of silence with the same kind of cross motif with the flower. I can't think that the, the thing, it goes back to Rosicrucianism. Where the, yeah, the rosy cross, the, right. The rose on the dead cross. So the rose is giving yeah. life on the dead cross. That's what it's, it's like an anti-Christian thing. Yeah, this is a really good resolution. I keep discovering stuff about Crowley. Like I have to go back through because, you know, there's just more people researching and more books and other things like that. Like, Yeah, you know, like you can see right there. I haven't like, even seen this. There's like there's so many people still support this and like support Thelema. Like I even heard recently uh, one of the people in the research community, you know, talking about real Thelemites and fake Thelemites. And it's like, how, what do you what do you say to that? Like, because you you obviously, you know, about Rosicrucianism, you know, about, you know, the Hermeticism and and are you. You know, I know a lot of people just say it's all Satanism, but obviously you realize that there are different areas of the occult. What do you what do you what do you say to that? It's a good question. I think the, the, the what's odd and what I've learned is that even these groups, they all kind of lead up to Satanism. So sometimes there's introductions. And even Crowley said, you know, join whatever community you want. So they're in, they're almost uh, porch initiations into higher levels. So if you get up on the top of some of these lower esoteric orders, they're going to bring you into even heavier stuff. Yeah. And the people at the very top are in the heaviest of stuff. Mm. so there's even uh, groups there's groups out there that i don't even want to talk about like you think you know everything you yeah there are some very heavy groups that um uh, i mean order of nine angles is very heavy at least what their writings are but there's other groups too so oh, but i do nine angles yeah the order of nine angles and uh so that ties in uh quickly because you brought up uh kind of not knowing about the water thing and kind of still kind of figuring all that out and that ties into the whole global death cult which you have another book about right so does that that ties into the whole case a little bit there like you said about the drowning in water and there's something the mysterious with anger this this kill this these deaths of the west memphis three of the smiley face killers the possible occult thing the smiley face itself Mm. which is pops up in these cases that's how it got its name i didn't come up with that name yeah it came up from gannon and gilbertson who found this so i don't know all their research but why is it there why is it in alan moore from hell i mean you, you can see it overlapping uh so something really remarkable is happening in the world and it's never happened because we didn't have communications and travel like we do now something really remarkable is happening the 418 that human beings have never seen where they, you know, I say that. Cause I, I kind of feel that too. A lot of, like you said, the internet and media travel and everything, but yeah, it's almost like we're living. They're cross fertilizing each other, cross pollinating each other. And even a lot of Christians too, you can have global Christians. People can finish their sentences because they all know the gospels. Well, I think these occultists, they can, can communicate and. Uh, oh Yeah. Connect. And, you know, like, I just saw a new Church of Satan being celebrated in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, on the news, and and it's just it's almost like I, what you remind me of is a statement made by uh, Hoffman in one of his books about bestializing society. He uses that word a lot, bestializing, and and it's like wow, it's so profound. And it's really happening. Like he also makes the statement that we're being initiated, whether mm -hmm. we like it or not. And when yeah. I talk to Hoffman. He said, just there's something to be uh, very careful about, because just 
learning about this stuff, you're kind of going along with it. Like, yeah, he told me that. I think yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he told me that too. He also kind of, um, I, he didn't like a couple of things in my film, but there was, I think he, uh, his big thing was, uh, he kind of discredited us for saying that Crowley invented Thelema because there was an abbey of Thelema in the early 1500s in Italy, which goes back to, you know, Rome. But really, we were talking about how it was popularized in the Western society. Nobody, nobody in the Western society knew what Thelema was before Crowley came along. No, I don't think so. I think you, you could win that argument. The thing is, is it goes back to French, what was it, Gargantuan Pantagruel. There was an abbey of Thelema there, mm. but that was in a place. So it was kind of, it had that naysay Vudras, which was mm -hmm. then adopted by the monks of Medmenham, known as the Hell Hellfire Club. Yeah. And then Crowley integrated that in too. But... Point. Good point. They didn't have it codified in a religion like Curly. There's no, no. there's no you evidence of any throwing up the. Yeah, yeah, no way. They <laughs> were real shirts. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah. the idea's probably been around. Even the concept of really doing what you will, like mm -hmm. I've said this in other talks, like it probably was always a philosophical position in human endeavors, and it's always a matter. There's always been an, an easy dichotomy between doing God's will and doing your own will. So it's like, that's why in the Lord's Prayer is so important. It's really a, a distillation mm. of so many themes. But mm. Crowley took that that idea from, I can't remember the the French uh, dramatist right now. He wrote Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. Uh... But he took that from the Hellfire Club and then expanded upon and put all these rituals in there, integrated all the stuff he learned from Eliphas Levy. So Hoffman, I, I respectfully disagree with him. Yeah, yeah, I respect Hoffman, but uh, he's a very complex uh, uh, guy. And then, um, you know, those books, um, you know, like you said, we're, we're living through something different now, um, you know, so and, and things are totally different. Like, so you just just to see how obvious things can be like with Eccles and, and Johnny Depp, just it's so obvious using magic to get off the death row. And he's got all these tattoos. They've got these matching tattoos. This dude's whole career is basically been an occult film production you know and then right. no it's, doubt. Just, it's right in your face and and but here's you know. here's how profound it is they took his life after death they took it and inverted into making them kind of superstars like like watch this this is incredible this is how profound you can get with mind control and social engineering these guys i won't play the audio but they're just clapping and farting around as they walk in let me see if i can turn off my audio this is the uh, book meeting, uh, 2010, right? When he shows up, yeah, Damien's book, and Johnny Depp comes to support him. Yeah, let me see if I can get this audio working. I have to turn off my earbuds. Let's see. Internal speakers, default. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play it. Okay. You can see how incredible this is. Like, and it's very hard to kind of move against, against this. See. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
Barnes and Noble Union Square. We are privileged and humbled to have Damon Eccles with us this evening. See that yeah. like uh, praise the Satan. Privileged portion. and humbled. Privileged and humbled. Wow. There, yeah. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And and I fully believe that he's guilty. I probably um well he's guilty. Have... I mean, that's a legal terminology. He's definitely guilty. He's been found guilty. He's strangely been found guilty twice because he was found guilty in '94 and then pled guilty in writing and signed on the line that is dotted in August of 2011. Wow. So he's definitely guilty. He's guilty at law. Yeah. Whether he did it, maybe you can argue about it or whatever. But the re in court, going to look at the court case is so important because they had people in court saying that he said he did it at the softball. Uh, yeah. There was a That's softball game. There. He said, I did it. I'm going to kill two more. And so the jury looked at that and said, why would you say that about something so horrible? I mean, I don't think he's well. His His psych record is 500 pages long. That's why they call it Exhibit 500. Which wow. is, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's not funny, but it's not short. It's not like four or five pages. Guy has through five hundred pages of documents from yeah. three different psych wards. So people leave that out too. I, I forgot what was in this. I made these videos a long time ago. This is him in depth again. Oh, they keep saying, they keep saying these weird things in this doc. In this, let me see if I can get the audio to work. Because he says like, stay faithful to the magic. He says all kinds of weird things in this, which... That's what convinced me that there was a cover-up going on when I started seeing all the Crowley references, the magic with the CK. I go... These are, these are remarkable. There's so much more to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. But they're saying, like, really occult stuff in in um, in a public environment in this. It's really like something else. Let's see if I can get this to play. Yeah, to the uninitiated, as you pointed out in that interview, like the uninitiated and and both of those two the interviewer and johnny Depp, were initiated <laughs> that's pretty disgusting to hear him talk about us like that no but see so he 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 eccles knows this he knows this stuff listen to this this is incredible i don't even know if this is public anymore Me, the main thing that drove me forward in my spiritual practice was 
Death Row is almost no medical care whatsoever. You know, they're not going to spend a lot of time, money, and energy taking care of somebody that they plan on killing. Um, so if you have something wrong with you, there's not much help for you. Um, you know, at one point, I had a lot of nerve damage in my teeth just from getting hit in the face so many times. Um, you know, at one point, I had a lot of nerve damage in my teeth just from getting hit in the face so many times. You know, in prison there were no caps, no crayons, no root canals, none of that sort of stuff. So I was in extreme pain. And the only choice they give you is either you live with the pain or you want to pull your teeth out. Um, I didn't want to live without teeth, so I had to find some way to deal with the pain. And for me, that was meditation, that was energy work. I became extremely passionate and focused on things like Reiki, Qigong, Quantum Touch. And you know, what I would do, I always approached it more as a science than religion. You know, I don't really care about the religious aspect of it. What I care about is what works, why it works, how it works, and how you make it work even better. That's a very important kind of uh, philosophical statement he makes there, science and religion. Oh, yeah. That's Crowley's kind of uh, axiom. Oh, yeah. It's that new age mumbo-jumbo as well, as usual. Yeah. Right. So that organization's motto of the A was the method of science, aim of religion. So that Crowley, I mean, Eccles just repeats those concepts right there. Yeah. And then this is the cover of the Equinox, which we can unpack too it's all the sword cross on the with the flower method of science so Eccles is repeating this i think off of you know extemporaneously he knows that all that stuff very well right i always approached it more as a science than a religion life in there was the only thing keeping me going it was the only thing that was allowing me to deal with a lot of the pain that i was having if I were out here and I could have went to a doctor or I could have went to a dentist, I probably wouldn't have been nearly as dedicated to it as I wasn't there. But you know, doing it, you learn so much more. It, it's almost impossible to articulate. You know, you learn things that seem like miracles that most people out here won't ever know just because they won't have to delve that deeply into it. I think eventually in my life, that's what I'd like to end up doing. Um, you know, after things die down a little bit, maybe, you know, we live in a small town now, maybe have like a little meditation center where I could share some of the same things I learned in prison that helped me survive with other people who are in a desperate situation. You know, stay faithful to the magic. Exactly. Exactly. Let me repeat that again. No, I repeated that twice in there. Exactly. He says it like a mentor. Right. Stay faithful to the magic. There. He literally it. says that like he's mentoring him. Like, yeah. Let's go back. Jeff is on something. I don't. He's not acting normal to me. Oh, of course. Stay faithful to the magic. That's nuts. This yeah. is so old. This I put this together like 2012, 20. This is almost 10 years old. Before, before you were, uh, oh, yeah. Last story. 
for a for a A list celebrity, he's got a does a great job putting it together a sentence, just like in the trial. But that's one of the remarkable yes. things about this case is these guys came out and log rolled for him. So they get for a crime you didn't commit, they have all wrongfully incarcerated. They've got all of their kind of talking points down. And mm -hmm. so you can really learn a lot about PR and propaganda <laughs> by studying the West Memphis Three. Because like the, the case, the kind of information that was compiled is off the charts. I mean, all this stuff is done. And then, you know, the one thing is important that everybody leaves out is that the whole case on appeal went to the Supreme Court of Arkansas and they affirmed everything at the lower case. Yeah. So a completely new set of eyes said, there's no problem here. Your, yeah. your conviction stands. like there, And so all of that stuff that's supposedly crappy, uh, or sorry, lousy, legal representation, no evidence, uh, corrupt jury, all that stuff, it, it never they had those arguments if i remember correctly in the it's appeal. a cover-up it's yeah. and and it's like and that's what's obvious about it that's what made it obvious is here he is making money off of teaching magic all this new age you know reiki and energy healing and basically how to get away with satanic ritual sacrifices and uh you got like you said he got johnny depp and everyone rallying up with him and it's that that's what made it obvious for me and the crowley and and all the influence that Crowley has because, uh, you know, the work you've done and, and that I've looked into, which I know a lot of people don't look into, but if they don't realize the influence that Crowley has had, um, probably more since he's been dead than when he was alive. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. it's pretty remarkable. So all these occultists, they always end up with Crowley, whether they use something, criticize him, something, Every single one of the occultists that I've ever seen, they all knew about Crowley. Very much in Hollywood. That's, Kino, that's what I've noticed. Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood is, is obsessed with it, it seems to be, right? I mean, no matter where you look in Hollywood and the media and the entertainment industry, you find references to Crowley. That's what I've started to notice. Let's watch the rest. Of, I don't even remember what's uh, what this video. I don't. It's been so long. So much research has taken place since then. I don't even know what I put together. I just wanted to sit on porch and, uh, and watch the sun rise set you know, not, you know, just, he just wanted to see the sunset sitting on the porch nothing around i knew that you, you had a lot of supporters obviously you know, less industry, uh, uh, working around the globe a lot of supporters um and a lot of set of celebrity uh, supporters uh, that's sort of one little category of a very complex story, but there was also there were people who would come in and bring spiritual advisors or leaders. You spoke about the, the book here was great. Spiritual advisors? The priest with the motorcycle, the goatee, the bald head, and the master of the company. These people became my family us over time. Even like Johnny, Johnny had become like a brother to me over the years. Even since I've gotten out, 
I bet. Yeah, right. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. he didn't advance his career in any way. Right. And it's like a brother to him, right? Yeah. And so there was another thing, too, where there was some kind, they were trying to reopen the case, and Depp met Eccles in Arkansas again. So this is them together. He's got his armor on Eccles. Eccles is now tatted up, right? So he's got full body tattoos. These are all. Yeah, the symbols. It's not the Theban alphabet, but it's the Enochian alphabet, right? So that's John oh, Lee. Yeah, oh, John that's D. All magic. Enochian magic. And you can see there's like a skull key there and all kinds of stuff. It's and, all up uh, in his body. Yeah, and that's his ex-wife or his wife behind him. I mean, there's just I got these are all a lot of stuff. And that and and to me, that's kind of why I wonder if why the other two guys, the other two involved in the case, didn't become as famous as Eccles, maybe because they're not supporting so much magic. They're not. They're not. Or you know. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I think it was all they when the. It's interesting because all the celebrities always focused on Eccles. They didn't. Yeah. They talked about the West Memphis Street, but they talked about Eccles more. So this is an important picture for me because there's Depp. But that's Joe Berlinger. This is supposed to be the documentarian, but this is not objectivity when the guy who's writing the so-called three, the trilogy of notes about the West Memphis Three is hanging out with these guys. Wow. Yeah, this isn't objective at all. So that's actually wow. right. And they're all so they're all hanging. Berlinger's probably filming this. So this is another one. Berlinger might even be trying to sell this video or something because here's Berlinger and you can see there's a dude with uh so that's Berlinger kind of right wow. behind him. Yeah. Yep. So uh, oh, yeah. this, I remember this was like 2014 and they just had another I did a show with Roberta Glass because they just came up with another thing like oh the evidence was lost. So they're like continuing this stuff where they've already pled guilty. They're not, they can't be in their guilty plea in 2011. They couldn't sue the state for anything. So they're threatening to sue, but they're not going to sue because they already signed a con, basically a contract that said they can't sue. Uh, so anyway, and that case, all over this stuff, yeah. that case is totally, you know, like the, the stepfather passed away now and, and everything else. It's, it's just another one of those covered up and, and got away with it things. And yeah, it's a, it's a saga. It's a 25 year saga. This is another weird picture. This is Depp and Manson. Yeah. There's a lot of pictures of them together. Um, there's, there's some, they're on stage like uh, Manson and Eccles too. I, I saw them together as well. Yeah, good point. There's, I think he was at the golden God awards. He was introduced by Manson. So there's pictures of Manson with Eccles the other guy who can't remember is the guitar player for um, Jane's Addiction. What's his name? Who they, he did this other thing just like Depp did with Eccles. The guy's name is I can't ever. It's uh, he who is the guitarist who played for Jane's Addiction and the Red Hot Chili. Yeah, I don't know the name. Anybody out there is listening to this? Can you put that in the show notes? I can't remember his name. Um, I did a whole. I don't know if you want to go through this, but I did. This is kind of repeats all this stuff, but it's. Uh, the title of this, you can actually see this whole thing on YouTube, but this is titled it Johnny Depp, Damien Eccles, and the Devil. Oh, yeah, that's on your YouTube. Um, yeah, so you, this, uh, I think it's some of this. The most and this is him doing his hand signals. Liver of doubt. I wouldn't be sitting here. 
that's the interview there where he asks him about the uninitiated. Let's go back. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, pretty oh. telling. Yeah, the book. This is my rudimentary video. <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's almost like they're all you participating know, in magic. Yeah. The investigation was, you know, let's let's get whatever uh, we can define as the predator off the streets to calm this community down. And so it became a witch hunt, I think. And uh, yeah. it was clear from the yeah. first second uh, that I that I saw the uh, Paradise Lost film, which is when I called uh, Laurie. I just knew that that that, it, that this was a, a horrific lie. How can you be absolutely sure that these three men are innocent? If there was the tiniest sliver of doubt, I wouldn't be sitting here. Oh yeah, it's a different interview. Yeah, but that's um, as soon as he saw the film, he called Lori, and he just knew he had to run to Damien Eccles' side and be his brother. Yeah. Have you seen some movie playing like a male prostitute or a female or something? Weird. Yeah. There's another one I can't figure out. It's some kind of amazing man in Johnny's life, Hunter S. Thompson. Johnny became friends with Thompson before he filmed Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It was a friendship that endured for years. Let's talk about Hunter Thompson. There it is. And your your friendship with him, Hunter and I, it was when I was uh, researching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and I was living in his basement, you know. And uh, I happened upon this box as we were looking through the manuscript of Fear and Loathing. Wow. So explain to the uninitiated who Hunter Thompson was. He was, without question, I mean, I think the most important non-fiction writer of the of, of, of the 20th century. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson, who was the uh, author of The Rum Diary and the author of many great books, including Fear and Loving in Las Vegas, so for me, one of the great heroes. So for me, has been called the most uh, accurate and least factual reporter working today. Uh, his latest book right here is entitled Generation of Swine, Tales of Shame and Degradation in the 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Hunter Thompson. <laughs> Hi, Hunter. Nice to see you. How you doing? Come on over. Thank you very much for uh, being here. How you been? Oh, thank you very much. Where you been? Yeah. Where, where do you make uh, your home these days? I've been here for the last 20 years. 20 years? Uh, where is that? Where do you think? I might have got there the last time you were there. Yeah. yeah. And you were born in that area? No, I'm from uh, Kentucky. Kentucky originally. Where are you from? Indiana, Indiana originally, yeah. Uh, and what is your life like there? In Colorado, you said? Peaceful. You're up in the mountains? It doesn't. Yeah. And what kind of a day do you have? So pick any day, for example. Do you spend, you get up early and write and stuff, or what? Yeah, I write early in the morning. I work all day long. Yeah. And uh, then I cut the grass, you know, and I chop wood. Mm -hmm. and, uh, what do you do for recreation there? Yeah, that's what I do for recreation. Yeah. I work. You ever hike up into the mountains? Oh, yeah. I do that for, I, I, I like to kill. And when you say kill, you're talking about what neighbors? What uh... we don't want to talk about shooting people, do we? No, but you're confusing when you say you like to kill, right? Gosh. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not teasing. I do still like to kill. When I realized that I was uh, hunting, uh, in order to kill. You like hunting? I well, I do it. I do yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I know that when you. But came... I quit because I uh, realized I was not hunting for meat. 
Have you talked to anyone about this stuff? Uh, but I, I know. I don't have to. Uh, I found it interesting that in traveling here to be on the show, you brought with you on the airplane uh, a rifle. Is that correct? Was it a rifle? I never to show it to you, but uh, they wouldn't let me do it. Yeah. But I, I found it interesting that you could travel with a weapon on an airplane. David, I've told you repeatedly, if you're innocent, you can do anything. David, I've told you repeatedly, if you're innocent, you can do anything. What was that? So strange. Yeah, he's a strange guy. And Johnny Depp played him to the T. And that's film. Yeah. Oh, skeleton key. So, yeah, it's the same skeleton key that Eccles has, I think. Yep. They got a lot of matching tattoos, I guess. I didn't know that. I thought it was just the one with the bars. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It, he didn't just support us while we were in prison. He's been with us every single step of the way since we got down. He's become like a brother to me. Wow. And that's one of the things we always do, you know, just as part of that bond is whenever you get tattoos like that, it's something that both of you carry with you through the rest of your life. And it's really meaningful. Yeah, a brotherhood. Wind over heaven. The ninth hath good grand with the I Ching. Yeah. Wow. There's several. Crazy. Couple of weirdos. Yeah, let me see. This was the last one we got. We got Johnny Depp and lots of new tattoos, some of which he designed. The lines in the middle would be mine and Johnny's names spelled out in oh. Hebrew. It's and a sigil. It says brother. So I, and then around this, it just says brother. That's a sigil, isn't it? Put together. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, so they created that themselves. Yeah, that's Peter Jackson with that same tattoo design. Oh God, that one looks like a brand. Crowley brand. Yeah, does. Yeah. This, I think, is where it was at the Golden Gods that I mentioned. Oh. And yeah, I mean, for people that don't know, that's magic right there. Um, you know, making a sigil and then imprinting it on yourself. That's that's magic. Well, I'm very much into philosophy. There are a lot of different philosophers that I've read over the years, like uh, Nietzsche, uh, Darwin, Freud, uh, Aleister Crowley. And uh, finally, Anton LaVey, and uh, fortunately, he's you know still alive, so I got to meet with him and talk about his ideas and things like that. And uh, in America, Satanism is uh, sensationalized and kind of misunderstood, and people associate it with worshiping the devil and things like that. But it's really a philosophy about uh, individuality and self-preservation. It's about uh, you know being your own god. There you go. It's interesting that being so old and how popular that idea has become with the new age movement, right? Dude, it's, it populates a lot of the occult. Oh, this is the Golden Gods Award. So that's Depp and Eccles, I think, hugging and Manson. Or maybe it's that's Manson. Oh, and it's Manson next yep. And that's, yeah, Johnny Depp and, yeah, but just a brotherhood of, uh, of Satanists. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, Rosemary's baby, it's all of them witches, man. Just yeah, Rosemary's baby. Oh. <laughs> and there's this is another one like 
it was uh, Dave Navarro who I couldn't remember because Eccles went on some kind of thing with Dave Navarro. And let me see if I can. Mm. So I had to fall. I don't even know what it, some of these videos are not online. Dave Navarro, that's the guitar player, right? That's the guitar player I was trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if I can. Uh, so this was another uh, Satanist as well. I have to compile these and put them all back online. I don't know. My old cold investigations is gone. Yeah. Got burned. I don't know what happened. Maybe this was when I blew the. Uh, so you wrote this book the same year that you wrote uh, your first book? Uh, say that again. You wrote this book the same year that you wrote your first book? No, my first one I published, self-published. <coughs> I printed it out on my uh, printer in 2010. That's oh, Prophet yeah. of Evil. That's right. Abomination was published 2012, and then I published Children of the Beast, I think, 2014. So it's and kind the, of the Beast, what it, does that one tie into Hollywood uh, or just like basically? A lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of different stuff. I mean, Hollywood-type people, people around Hollywood, Leary. Mm -hmm. uh, Definitely, uh, David Bowie was in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, he's got a, a lot Crowley. of face on the cover of that of that book. There, that one looks interesting. Yeah, and I have anger too, and and uh, L. Ron Hubbard, <clears throat> to you know, had the Celebrity Center, and so many people were influenced by Scientology. Scientology was definitely influenced by Crowley. Not oh, even, yeah. not arguable. And Scientology in Hollywood. I me I remember when I was living um, in Burbank and working out there, and and went to a skate shop one day in West Hollywood, and I didn't actually realize that I was in front of the Scientology building, and looked up at these huge steps and this guy coming down, and that was before I ever knew what it was. And and man, there were so many people. It was so it's, it's nuts how influential. And uh, it might be surprised to know that in 2016, um, all of LA that didn't vote for Donald Trump, well, actually that little neighborhood. Um, of Scientologists did vote for Donald Trump. Just an interesting thing to note there. And LA Times published that back in 2016, how all the Scientologists voted for Trump while the rest oh, of Hollywood was against him, allegedly. Interesting. I don't know that. So this is like another musician. Just, oh, yeah. He's um, yeah. who he is. Yeah. So this was at UCLA's for a paid house September 29th, 2012. It's kind of like they just did this whole this Life After Death book tour. And Eccles just poverty stricken white trash Southern They had all talking points and stuff like that. It was something else. Oh man. They really tried to whitewash this guy, there's no question. Whenever all the uh, the DNA evidence started coming back in the case, um very do DNA testing out of the word in nineteen ninety three when I was the science has progressed quite a bit. So they started doing all this DNA testing, and it showed that none of the DNA of the crimes in the next thing or the other two guys did in the prison instead of next one of the stepfathers and the man who had been providing the stepfather with an alibi. Also, one of the victims, stepfathers, had always said the same one from DNA match, had always said he never saw the victims. Three eyewitnesses came forward and said they saw him with all three of the victims within an hour of the time they were murdered. That case is so deceiving. It's such a deceptive. Super case. deceptive. I mean, I haven't d dived into it like you have, obviously, but just from it's. That's well, it was very much so that I wanted to really try to figure it out because it was such a riddle, you know? Yeah. There's so many different things going on. Navarro is a strange cat, dude. He is, 
he's the yeah i would say that's too weird yeah i mean and look at again the tattoos and and he it, likes and, to like fly around on these hooks on around his thing here's the tattoos again like this is crowley's uh universal hexagram is right on there so if you see oh, yeah. that yeah on his elbow right yep. so that's on his elbow it literally looks like the thelema symbol on wikipedia <laughs> so that was just one i mean let me get back so that's it yeah look at him and it's like all these, yeah, famous Satanists just came, like you said, to whitewash him. The way he was sitting in that interview is like, you know, let's let's convince these people you're innocent. Yeah, let's, <laughs> and now they're they're not asking tough questions. They're no, not asking, are you ever involved in the occult? Oh, are is you, that tomorrow again? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, what a weird. Yeah, just yeah, on some Lady Gaga weird ritual stuff. And Life After Death was a huge bestseller. I mean, people ate that up. That's uh, Eccles' book. Yeah, that's Eccles' book. Life After Death, yeah. And then here's the kind of, you can just see this kind of uh, binary duality the Satanists have. So this is the anti-Christian shirt. This will tear us apart. So it's a play on, mm. oh, what is the name? Love, Joy Division, the Joy Division song, but it's the Christian cross, right? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't take, oh, I mean, it just gets, this. I mean, people send me stuff too. Like once people know that I'm interested, I get all these pictures. People go, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this stuff? Oh, wow. Like, all kinds of stuff on his back. Yeah, I didn't know he was uh, that. I mean, I always assumed, you know, mess, heavy metal and all that's all into the occult, but I didn't know. He was all into that. Gosh. Yeah, no, he was into hanging. So he likes to go to, this guy is strange. He likes to go to famous places and get hanged in a trussle because he feels like he's undergoing, he's a spirit yeah, flying around. So it's a, it's a kind of a spiritual thing. That's so some David Blaine. That's like some David Blaine shit. You know, I remember the interview where David Blaine, when I first realized that he was into the occult, uh, I used to be a fan of David Blaine. I remember being interviewed and saying, hey, you know, how do you do that? And he was like, well, I got protection. And the guy's like, well, who, what's your protection? Who's your protection? And he showed him his hand and he had a, you know, like a pentagram tattooed on his hand, not permanent, but it was like drawn on there. And he's like right there. And he just showed it for a second. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he does this kind of, you know, hanging and holding his breath. I don't know what this is. Um, but it reminds me of Crowley because when I read your book, you, you know, I never realized how much Crowley he was really, he really was a mountaineer, you know, no, yeah. That's crazy stuff that they would do these things too. And I know that's probably magic as well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, would you say that? Would you say this hanging is some form of magic ritual? I think it might be. I mean, if you're like, you have to have a magical worldview, then right. almost everything you do right. is kind of magical. So this is just one more. It certainly don't make no damn sense. <laughs> yourself from your skin. And that's that. This is like his symbol of wow. like what he is. He's a hanger. That's what he does. Okay, for life. I mean, this is crazy. This, this is this is like the body modification type stuff. This is this is his knees, dude. This is Navarro's knees. Got the pentagram and oh wow, shoved things through his freaking kneecap. It looks like right. Wow, yeah, this is on another level. I I had no idea. That's that's gross. And so he's yeah, he's so wow, wow. It makes you really wonder, like, does Navarro and and Depp and Eccles meet up in some freaking lodge and do some weird 
freaking rituals. Like, you know, it's crazy. I don't know. What's really going on in Hollywood? I mean, it's very strange. Yeah, that's nuts right there. Yeah, so I don't know what else I can add to that. But yeah. yeah no, I think we can leave it at the Pierce okay. Knee man. That's <laughs> that's pretty profound. I've never seen anything. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's just uneasy to kind of talk about all the stuff too. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it all. And, um, yeah, again, for for everyone, your book again, it's uh, Abomination. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon or my website's William Ramsey Investigates. So, I'll put that in the show notes if people want to read it. Yeah, yeah. It, let's go. To William be, I, need, I need to update it. There's a lot on there that. Yeah, but you go right on there, there, click on the store on your website. People can go on there and click on the store and your books pop right up. That way they're not supporting Jeff Bezos and we can actually support, you know, independent authors out here. Yeah. So abomination, devil worship and deception in the West Memphis three murders. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, yeah, I hope everyone goes and checks it out and um, don't even waste your time watching the uh, the documentaries because, uh, you know. It's not the full story. It's, it's no. half of it, maybe. Yeah. Go go read the doc. I mean, people have complained like, hey, his book is just a reciting of the court documents in a timeline fashion. I'm like, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So you That's can tough. see what the investigators and everything was putting together. That, it, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a fake investigation, and it wasn't – it went through the standard kind of criminal procedure process, gathering evidence, putting it together, prosecuting somebody, and putting it for, in front of a jury. Wow. So I guess the moral of the story is don't, you know, don't sit here and waste your time watching Johnny Depp and caring about his life. He doesn't care about yours. <laughs> what did he call? Somebody said he called him a femora or some more. Did you hear that whole statement? No, Somebody I didn't. That. It was something like it's this kind of fish that sucks onto the bottom of a boat and then puts a hole in it and sinks the boat. That's what wow. Depp called his fans. Like something really bad. God. Like not good at all. I wish I could find that. Let me have okay. Some more or from more or something like that. Wow. I, anyway, that one. All right. My research. Chris, great, great to be with you. Thanks. For yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, William. Yeah. Sure. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Stay there. Stay there. All right. Bye, brother. All right. Cool.